0: Welcome to the BG Podcast, conversations at the intersection of business, community and public policy from the Austin Metro and around Texas. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com podcast and on iTunes and Google Play.
1: Hello, this is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group. Our guest today is Carrie Simmons, a lobbyist with Texas Lobby Group. Welcome to the show, Carrie.
0: Hi, thanks for having me.
1: Uh, Well, you're someone who, I know we're colleagues and uh, you're a state-level lobbyist and someone I've uh, definitely kind of come across for the past few years. I think the first time was on the Capital Insides Young Guns or Rising Stars Lobby Rankings, Power List, whatever you want to call it, and you're number one, I believe, right? I was like, okay, who's, who's this girl? I need to know her. Right and which uh, number were you? I was I was I was respectable. I think I was in like the in the in the twenties. It's great. Yeah, yeah. You know, but there's room there's room to grow. Right? Always, <laughs> always room for improvement. Um, but you know, I was interested in getting the show just to you know give some insight onto from practitioners in our space in the lobby. I personally think it's a very interesting field. Um, I always get questions about it when I'm out and about, and particularly getting folks who I would say aren't don't fit the traditional mode of lobbyists. Right. Uh, Carries a female doesn't know, and, and relatively, I mean, and I think both of us is relatively young for this profession. I mean, there's a long arc to it, as we both know, and uh, and yeah, but you're operating at a high level with a very high level firm, and I love just to pick your brain and just discuss that and have give some insight into you know your perspective on the lobby, what it takes to be successful in it, and just you know the kind of work you're doing right now, and some of the misconceptions about this space too. It's not all cocktail parties and galas. It is not, no. Those are there, Yeah. those, those, those are the things we post uh-huh. <laughs> not being up till 4 a.m. in the morning right. watching stuff. So. Right,
0: reading telecon. Oh,
1: yes, Tele- lovely telecon. <laughs> uh, so with that, though, let's get some of your background and how you came to be a lo- Texas Lobby Group.
0: Sure. So, you know, like every staffer, I started as an intern. Um, when I was in at uh, the University of Texas, and I caught the bug immediately. I was like, I love this. I want to eat, sleep, and breathe it, which you have to want to do, or don't don't do this job. You're mm-hmm. like, you're either all in, or don't do it at mm-hmm. all. Um, and you know, like every intern, after session was over, I didn't have a job anymore, so I had to go find another job. I worked at a PR firm. It was great, but my former boss became chair of the Republican Caucus, which was Larry Taylor at the time, and. So Larry called me and said, Do you want to interview for this job with the Republican caucus? And I said, I don't I don't even know what that does. He's like, Yeah, just it's fine. Come, <laughs> come 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 interview for it. You'll love it. And I said, Okay. So interviewed for the job, got the job. My my first day they handed me a box of paper, which was just some receipts. And I was like, Well, what do I do now? And they're like, just you're ED of the caucus, so lead us. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. So six years of that um, gave me a really diverse expertise. I met a lot of members, met a lot of staff, uh, worked really hard, and that kind of transitioned me, I guess, into the next level. Um, but after the caucus, I went and did Red State Women, which is a PAC to help get Republican women elected and engaged in the party because you know we have some some issue recruiting women in our party, and I want to see more of that in the legislature and at staff, you know, and at every level and in the lobby. So, um, did red state women, and that's where I met Laura Keel, who is partners with Mike Toomey, who has the Texas lobby group. Um, you know, they're. They've been around for a long time. They're pretty pretty infamous and famous. Well respected. Yes, yes. I would say, someone would say powerful. But sure, mm-hmm. sure. He's, he's. They're both great people. And so Laura introduced me to Mike, and I interviewed with them, and then the rest is poof. Now I'm a lobbyist. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think people don't get sometimes, like, it's, there's no one path. There's, I mean, there's the traditional track of being a staffer. I think that's the commonality, right? But right. I mean, there's no school for this kind of work. Oh, no. Um, you kind of just... You know, you go to the Capitol. Some folks, I mean, I I graduated law school, came back to Austin. I knew I wanted to be a lobbyist, I knew I'd to go to the Capitol to do it. Um, and some folks kind of figured it out as they go. Um, I didn't think I was
0: going to be a lobbyist, honestly. Yeah. I didn't I? Didn't I didn't see that future for me. I thought I was going to be like some sort of crazy party activist, but <laughs> <laughs> turns out that doesn't pay very well. well so. that, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah
1: have to you know be, believe in the cause. I um, yeah, my last year of law school, my like real year, I met some lobbyists at a conference, and they were lawyer lobbyists. And I'm not an attorney, but it's time I was in law school. I met those folks. It was my first time meeting, kind of, you kind of meet your tribe. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, these people, one, they seem like they're enjoying what they're doing. Money aside, they seem to really, really be happy. Right. <laughs> everything else. Like, I and then you meet them, and you're like, it was the first time, at least in the legal space, where I saw people who, you know, given the time, I could be like them. I legitimately want to be like them, too. And put an effort, you know, those years, a decade or decades, to get there. But I could get there, arrive there.
0: Well, and that's part of the joy of having Mike and Laura as the partners in my firm cuz they are the people I want to be. I mean, honest, straightforward, knowledgeable, you know. I I learn every day from them and so that that makes the whole workplace beyond enjoyable.
1: Mm-hmm. let well, Let's get to some of the like what the the shop talk. Like sure. what is lobbying like? I know we all we, we both know what people think we do. And there's that there's to be that meme, right? Like, you know, where's what, is what what well, I think I do, my parents think I do, my friends think I do, and so on.
0: I'm pretty sure my parents have no idea what I <laughs> but no, I, I would call it glorified begging in mm-hmm. and, and all honesty because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what you do usually is you get a client who has an issue that they need and they need fixed or repaired or assisted in, and um, it's not interesting or sexy, so you have to take that topic and make it relevant to people at the Capitol or at least attempt to make people care about it, which is an uphill battle mm-hmm. a lot of the times. And I really ride that line of uh, persistent and annoying, <laughs> so yeah. you have to kind of find that thin line where you're actually being effective and not yeah.
1: annoying. And you to gotta people. be. I don't think people understand, like to your point, that it's whenever I see some posts about mainly about DC politics, right? And sometimes I get, I get, it gets funnier to me when I see it more happening at City Hall, right? Like, oh, you know, like. Nor so we know the limits of what you can give. There's that, but I mean, then everything else that y'all like it's not this isn't just a oh I'm gonna give you a lot of money and I just get what I want thing. Right. I mean it definitely does not. Work really that need, way. I think companies or things wouldn't need us if that was the case It's just sure. there's a there's a it's really persistence. It's you have a multitude of issues, even you know, at City Hall, it's um, all every ordinance, every draft of something goes to one committee, which is City Hall. And so the math is different than the capital, but the same view of the, these folks are dealing with a multitude of issues you know, more and locally of everything from real estate to tech to whatever it may be. And once the blue moon, they may have an issue that an issue that you're carrying that they care about. And it's then, rare. It's a hard line. <laughs> and it's great, and they're doing the work, but even then you make sure that they don't lose their steam on it right. or their resolve. And then more often than not though, it's, it's some non-sexy issue. And all the time, I mean, I don't get the question. People, you tell people what you do. What about like, oh, you know. Who do you represent? It's usually companies you wouldn't know, right, like by la- and large, or care about.
0: Last session, I had the geoscientist as mm-hmm. a client. They association? Had a, uh, well, yes, they had an association, and they were trying to ensure that their professional license didn't uh, be abolished, mm-hmm. and so uh, that was the, probably the least sexy uh, topic of all time, and every time I came in to talk about geoscientists, I could see people's eyes roll back into their head, and I was like, no, guys, mm-hmm. this is important. These yeah. rock people need to be licensed. Yeah. So And they they are, so yay. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Yeah, you would.
0: Oh no, that so that's um, that was one of uh, the least exciting clients, but it was important to them and it was important to me, and and we made it to the finish line. Yeah,
1: you know, when people ask me about like exciting clients, I'm like it's not. I mean, it's not this whole thing is exciting to me. The lobby, this practice, this you know, this business is exciting. I think it's not so much. I mean, the clients you get are important, but I you know, it's not like I mean, you know, and I know I have colleagues represent like Tesla companies mm-hmm. like that. So you go, yeah, those are sexy, or like SpaceX, or. Facebook or Google, and I don't know who you're. I have not look your, your client list. out so no, I'm just throwing out random names. Oh yeah, it's not. But different. those kind of can name go with its a name. Oh, it's like that. I mean, you you can look. I mean, um, you know, lobby registrations from the local level and the state level. in Most states and cities are public, and you look. You know, you'll you can go through these lists and you'll recognize the consumer brand names, the front-facing names. But by and large, it's a lot of companies on there that you didn't know existed, and they're for every little thing. You know a die casting company oh
0: yeah there's an association for everything
1: mm-hmm. that or just some random like family-owned business that has a lot of interest in this but just you know it's it's it's, it's you forget sometimes the multitude of interests that are out there that need someone or some people to support them even associations need mm-hmm. outside help and those kind of things so yeah it's interesting um what do you think are some like what are your, your, the top three misconceptions that you come across in your personal life when people are talking about it and like like, like how can you do your how can you do what you do if you don't believe in it, right? Like those kind of things. I mean,
0: well, and that's I'll tell you one of the selling points that Mike Toomey said to me when I first got hired is that you, you don't ever have to lobby for something you don't believe in, and he's he's pretty much held to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there was somewhere I was like, oh, I mostly believe in this, but for the most part, we're pretty passionate about what we're working on, and so it makes it easier, even if it is not a sexy issue. It's something that we believe in, you know, as conservative lobbyists. Um, But no, um, a misconception I think is out there is that we are just whining and dining people all day. And, you know, honestly, I've had a lot of steaks, you know, probably enough for a lifetime. But it's not, that's not what we spend a majority of our time doing. You know, a lot of our time is with client management. It's not with the legislators, it's with the clients, trying to get them to be reasonable about what they can expect from the legislature.
1: That's the biggest thing is finding quotations because I think people get... They might see a TV show, maybe mm-hmm. uh, I don't see House of Cards, with shows sure. like that, and say, "Well, can't we just lobby them? Like we can lobby them. I mean, but that means you we go in and talk to them and try to break, get them to understand what you want to do, like, which is sometimes they may like not even like they may, it's not even you. They still don't like what their industry does, right? And it Can't be helped
0: there's some obstacles that are, you know, there's some mountains too high, so you have to take baby steps to Mm -hmm. get there. And I think uh, with some clients, that's harder to grasp than others, you Mm -hmm. know, and and the fact that we have session every other year for six months, there's so many issues that are being put in front of these legislators, like, to become a priority, you have to push pretty hard.
1: Yeah, and even even then, right? And have a lot of consensus. (laughs) A lot of consensus and just, you know, I think when you're dealing with any body of humans right there's the there is this the specter of randomness that honestly you get down i think one of the important things of having lobbyists as a selling point is it's ushering the whole process but also at the very end because nothing i don't care what anyone says all the votes done it's set until that that uh you know it's, the vote's taken the dice the majority is is gone Nothing's done until it's signed by the governor. You, yeah, well, or not, not signed you know, and let well, be. Well, the low. state, the state locally though, it's the vote, right? right. For us, it's you know you get at least six votes on the council. Dies here um, until you get those. I don't care what promises or, or promises or you know kind of you know kind of uh, agreement. Start people might make and say like, oh yeah, well this is this a done deal. Like it's not a done.
0: Deal. Oh, it's never a done because you, you have
1: no idea what's coming through on Twitter or Facebook that's pushing. Some part of this person's mind of, of that, and your job is basically to kind of hopefully, you know, your texts and them too, or try to keep them right, on no. on point and say, look, you're, you got it, you got it, like.
0: You have some members that just wake up in a bad mood one day, and you're like, oh my goodness, where yeah. did this come from? You've people. been fine. They're people though, right? They have, <laughs> yeah. they all have.
1: I mean, you know, more so at the state level. I mean, they're coming here for 140 days. Yeah, they have families and businesses back home. In the district, even people who are living in Austin, have, everything's going on. Yeah. And so you can up everything was great, everything was great until it was not. Then they got a
0: call from their grandmother's cousin's uncle, and mm-hmm. now they something's, hate your bill. Yeah, and then
1: <laughs> something then some pissed them off that yeah. day, and it ha- you having the person they're talking to, and you're gonna catch that wrath. And adding that in too, being able to one of the, I think the skills in lobbying is being able to just have an even keel of no matter who what what someone's saying to you, just yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's no, you, you get yelled at out. a lot. Um, yeah. There's,
0: it's a roller coaster of emotion every day of, you know, mass anxiety to everything's fine, to everything's terrible again. Mm-hmm. So you have to find a way where you're just gonna be fine no matter what. You mm-hmm. have to go home at night and be like, well, it is what it is. Did yeah. my best.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, you know, my, uh, my, 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 I'm from Moss. My parents are here, so I'll get, uh, I'll get, I'll get some texts or calls from my mom a few times a week. Like, hey, how are you doing? You good? I'm Like, I'm a great, mom. Like, if it's a council meeting they you know, have an item up, they'll they'll be watching council and hey, how'd it go? How'd it go? I'm like, I you that. Thank you.
0: Oh yeah. My mom will uh, cut out clippings from the newspaper and mail them to me. Yeah. <laughs> Were you, did you do this? No, uh, no mom, but thank you.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That, that's good. Um, so some other of the misconceptions we have just the fact that it's a wanting dotting thing. And, um, what, what do you think else?
0: So, you know, another thing I think that people think it yeah, we're paid to do nothing or it's easy and it's it's definitely not. I mean, it's constant rejection. Mm-hmm. You have to be fine with being told no all <sighs> the time. And, and sometimes it does get to you, but... You know, you just have to see another path forward. So you don't you don't say no, you see another direction. Yeah. So I, I think that's probably a really big misconception is that we just walk in and people do what we want because we give them <laughs> money. And I can I can tell you for sure it never happens that yeah. way. Um, so, yes, constant rejection. No all the time.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the best note for is if, if someone you're well liked enough that people will tell you why they're saying no. Oh, my Versus goodness. not calling you. Like, hey, Carrie, look, you No. Know? This is why, but we respect, we like you a lot to not to tell you why we're not going to back your client. But at least we'll let you know, and this is how, this is how maybe they can find a path forward to get better. Versus to shut me out totally, which I know happens a lot too. And
0: yeah, that's, that's the most I can ask for anyone. It's just, just tell me up front. Are you, mm-hmm. You're with me, you're against me. I don't care. I just need to know what I'm working with. Yeah. Um, and maybe I can try to you know, convince you otherwise or not. That's fine. Let's just move on down the road.
1: Yeah, because other... time is
0: time is so precious. I oh mean, yeah, especially during session, you only have so much time to allot to so many different issues, and there's committees that are happening all at the same time, and you're like, just don't waste my, don't waste my time. Just tell me no.
1: Yeah, and just for those who are aren't from Texas or even from Texas and don't know how the capital or legislature works here, our government meets or the capital comes into session every odd year for 140 days, and uh, that's where they pass every every law and the, and the budget for the next two years. And there's an interim process where there'll be some committees. They'll do reports. They'll take invited testimony, and a lot of times that can be used to divine issues that may rise to level of bills for the next session. But very pretty much, you're trying to pass a lot of things in 140 days, and really it's 60 days because there's a cutoff for committees at the right. There's a
0: moratorium in the beginning.
1: Yeah, so it's a sprint, and they don't really. I mean, the first two months is kind of it's just getting back to what's going on catching up from uh you know the pre- previous year Right,
0: and then when you have a new speaker you have new committees mm-hmm. i mean and they the you know, cha- committees change every session and so you have some people who've heard the same issues a hundred times and then there's some people who it's the first time they've ever been on insurance committee and that's a very difficult committee to learn for the first time so it's always an educational curve
1: yeah and i think that's the point too a lot of things we do it's more educating people on we're targeted educators on issues that they otherwise would not, nothing about, about voting, taking taking votes on things we nothing about. Right. Right. And I think people don't get that, like, you know, if you have, whether it's City Hall, the county, the state, again, you are getting all these issues. If you're lucky, you have someone who has some basis in insurance or, you know, uh, the law or medicine, right, to have a somewhat fundamental understanding of it. But at the state level, especially, there's like 5,000 bills that were filed, if not, Plus bills. Right. And there's no way, right? No, no one can be an expert on everything. At the committee level, maybe, but by the time it gets to the floor on either side, no way. And then more so in the House, you have 150 members. I mean, it's like, you know, it's not possible. So our job really is to educate someone, I think, our members, council members, or anyone else, officials, on the the pros and cons of an issue. And I think that we're we making our money on really is, is being a trusted advisor to that. Like, I can tell you something, like, Harry, you're a representative or senator, this is why we're against it, and this is why it's a bad bill. Um, and that's information you may take to you, with you on the dais or on the floor. And if we're said giving you this information that you repeat and it's shot down, that goes to a lot, you know, that's impugned on you. It's a lot. Right. Obvious.
0: Well, and you know, it's important to um, know all your facts going in, and then how it impacts a certain business. Because I think a lot of times you have members who file, file bills with the best of intentions. You know, mm-hmm. this is this is my idea that I had. I think it's a great idea, and it, it very well may be. But how it affects certain businesses was never what they set out to to do. And so that's where we come in and say, look. You have a great idea. Let's shape it this way so we don't hurt some of the folks who are already in this business, or mm-hmm. you know, along those lines. The
1: unintended consequences. Yes, yes. <laughs> sometimes
0: instead of the word lobbyist, I like to use the word advocate. It seems to have less of a negative connotation.
1: Mm-hmm. The thing <laughs> consulting too is just like almost, almost a government affairs consultant. Yeah, because you know? sometimes it is that it's not so much your. I think lobbying it's really focused on when you're doing direct advocacy. And you're put. You're trying to shift some policy, mm-hmm. um, but consulting could be just look. We're new to Texas. We're new to a, where X market, how does the government here work? Because you're from the Houston area, correct I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Houston's local government city is different from Austin's city, city. I mean, both in makeup. The number no of, zoning. It's free range there's, there. There's that, yeah, there's, well, there's that too. But just in terms of you're a strong mayor city and we're not, and there, that itself creates a lot of different way. I mean, how you would approach Lobbying in Houston is way different beyond the cultural stuff. It's different than here because the systems are different.
0: Well, and it's similar between the House and the Senate. So, you know, mm-hmm. whether you have, you know, a strong lieutenant governor that's directing a lot of things or a strong speaker who's controlling a lot of things, those those really make your plans different for each chamber. I um, mean, lobbying each chamber is like night and day. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's so different.
1: Yeah. So just wrapping it up, what advice would you give for those looking to pursue a career in the lobby, uh, particularly people, you know, who come from, I guess, non, the non-traditional um, groups, you know, the lobby I mean, the lobby brought, you know, by and large I think this applied to most parts, of the, most of the country it's, it's white, traditionally white and male, right, mm-hmm. and it's an industry that's built on relationships and a lot of things that women and, and other minorities just didn't have the access to, um, we were in a new era obviously, but just it's, it's still you know, I would say on the whole there's not a lot of minorities or women in, their, in our space, but what advice would you give to someone you know, they're in college, you know, they're a poli-sci major, or whatever major they may be who has some interest in wanting to pursue this career
0: well you know i would always say um be persistent but not annoying like we discussed previously which is a really hard one
1: yeah that's you know it takes a little <laughs> bit of charm like you're calling all the time and it's bugging me but i know you're coming from a good place yeah, and... have a
0: pretty good sense of self-awareness when you start to hit that annoying oh, annoying mark they, they'll you'll get the signs <sighs> um but also over prepare over deliver Uh, you know, I always say run faster and jump higher because we have to. I mean, yes, this is a male dominated field, but the only way you differentiate yourself is by being overprepared and knowing the answers to every question and being someone they call on when they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I would always recommend those things. And and this one may sound silly, but I always overdress because I'm a female and I look young. And so to kind of separate myself or fit in with the old boys club, I, you know, I always dress up, always suit, you know, all, always nice dress heels just because I I don't want to be the shortest person in the room looking up at people Mm -hmm. (laughs) so uh, that's that's one I would say and you know Mike Toomey my boss has a, a magnet on his cabinet that says never 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 give up and he points to it when I start to complain and about how hard something is and never give up there's always something more that you can do or something different you can try so always try to Evolve, evolve when the situation doesn't play out like you want it to, and, and try to find an alternative path to the same goal.
1: Yeah, I would say for, one of the things that one advice I would give people is this is definitely not an A to B kind of uh, industry. I mean, or in terms of how, how to get things done, mm-hmm. um, logic sometimes doesn't matter. Oh well, no, facts don't matter. Oh no, <laughs> so you got to figure it out. I mean, find it, figure it, figure it out. Right, that's kind of it. Like the on you know, your, you know, it's it's the it's, it's zero hour and. Something's not moving, right? How do you change it and, and stay calm and, and keep moving?
0: Well, I'm part of over preparing is knowing everything about a legislator, which sounds kind of creepy and like a stalker. But if you know what's important to them, that'll help you adopt your message to what they care about. Yeah. So they're from rural Texas, you know, make it about jobs in rural Texas. You know, they're from um, a metropolitan area. Talk about how it's going to help that specific part of town. So just know your audience. Mm-hmm.
1: That was funny. Like this one, I was more focused on the Capitol. Um, you know you watch these committees so much that you you just you see people out you know these folks out the representatives and senators out in the street and you immediately go like oh so and so d this you know d beaumont mm-hmm. uh committees like you're determined in your mind you see all the condom committees and things are on. and for a while i mean i guess i was it took it even now it takes everything i have just want to see a politician or something like that like we're out kind of not not like in a, in a setting where it was, was work right we're just having your, your family or anything else not just hey, how you doing? Like, kind of go in that mode. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things I think people don't get with this job, too, is it's very, I mean, it is, it's, a, it's a social profession, I think, in the sense of the work can happen at any time, right? And so not that, like, you know, if I, you know, I had a kid in a soccer game and, like, I saw a rep, I wouldn't try, actually try to lobby him there. But at the same time, sometimes you got to take the shot you can get. And so if you see someone who you've been trying to get a call with for three months and bird dog, you know what I mean? They're oh, yeah. Back.
0: I've, I've waited outside a hallway where I knew mm-hmm. they were going to walk down oh, yes. just to that's walk logging. with them. That's I logging, I mean, it's, right. it's borderline stalking. Oh, but, you man. Know, like you got to yeah, do what you got to do. Yeah, I
1: know. I think that's what people get. like It's it's almost your you wait. You you get after it. I mean, if it takes you three months to get a meeting, you stay on them until until they tell you to you know, bug off. That's one thing. But... Track them down, like, figure the schedule out. Well, what? and
0: sometimes they respect that. They respect that you've really gone the extra effort to try to talk to them about your issue. And yeah. It, so they'll say, okay, five minutes. Tell yeah. me what it is. That's all I need. That's five all minutes, I need. Yeah.
1: Anyway, Carrie, it was great having the show, and love to have you back on. At some yeah, point, thanks maybe. for having me. Yeah. All, right. all right, back to it.
0: Thank you for listening to today's BG podcast. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com podcast and iTunes and Google Play. Subscribe to stay current on future posts.